Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? Well, it must be raining pretty hard here in Kingston today. Joe must have been maybe possibly walking on the beach before this. And his idea was to not get any water on his pants. What? What's up, short pants? I'm sitting. What are you getting at? Uh, well, this it's kind of weird that we're doing a show big, with you and Capri's. Okay. This was your big idea. They're chinos, by the way. <laughs> this was your big idea? You're like, I got it. I got the opener. Did, oh, what did you have? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was either that or the tight shirt. Yeah, I like wearing tight clothes. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. I just I, I dress for the body that I want, not the one that I have. <laughs> oh, so that's like dress for the job you want, but uh, not yeah, the one that yeah. you have. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's the same concept. Same concept. Oh, Joe, man. Uh, can I apologize right now to you? Why? Because I'm going to act a fool later on in the show when well, we get to FC Estimates. I just, I, I'm just going to foreshadow. You don't, don't, don't scroll down. I want it to be natural. All right? Okay. Just, just, no, you did it. Didn't I didn't you? look. I didn't okay, look. Right, I didn't look. But I didn't I'm, see I'm, it. I'm I was going scroll to be too far, anyways. Very excited for that part of the show. Well, oh god, what are we? Wait, did we're you about beat two, me this week? Two minutes in. Hey, we'll get there when we get there. All right. Wow. What's, yes. What's the world coming to? <laughs> but uh, okay. Well, it's the FCS football podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network, as alluded to in our little quip opening that Joe always mouths to himself uh, at the start of the show. Yes. We have a doozy? You want to call it a doozy, or do you just want to call it a fantastic week of football coming up? A fantastic week of football, okay. a doozy. Either way you put it, it's true. Well, the nation's eyes are on these games this week, especially the first one that we're going to be going, going over and covering uh, the North Dakota State-South Dakota State University football game that is going to be on college game day, which is huge news for the FCS. There's been a lot of petitioning on social media for it, and it looks like they started to heed a little bit of our advice, so we'll give some claps for that for all the FCS listeners out there that wanted to push them in that direction. Joseph? The uh, the big push was also to get a segment on game day, and they actually have been picking some FCS games here and there, which is great strides, and I'm very glad that game day acknowledged that in the 150th season, the best way to honor that is acknowledging and following a game that is going to be the premier marquee matchup of the FCS season and going there for the game being in Brookings, South Dakota. It's going to be an amazing environment. It's going to be incredible. It's the first time they've ever been there. I'm jacked up. I wish I could watch college game day that day and see what it's like, but we're we're going to be playing. I'm going to be playing a football game. Sean will be in a sling, and he might be able to watch a, watch a little bit of it and get to, see, uh, get to see what it's like. By the way, I just noticed – what what's with the two headphone thing going on? Uh, here? I just have them sitting did over you, my ears. Did you forget that you were wearing them? You just no. saw, you put on your <laughs> your monitoring headphones and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> uh, but you got um, earrings on. The uh, <laughs> the ooh games of the week this this week, as Joe as our Joe, have we as we have already alluded to, Adway Sean, 
First one being NDSU, SDSU, and the second one being a little CAA action here with JMU and Towson. Joe, do you want to get right into it, or do you want to keep talking a little bit about the uh, college game day stuff? I think let's let's get right on into it, because as as much as we're excited for this amazing chance for a perfect matchup for college game day for the FCS, we need to get down to business, and we need to break this game down so you know what to expect and you know what to be prepared for schematically, what you need to know going into this game. Gotcha. What do you have for a Now, the Acura keys to victory for North Dakota State. <laughs> You're just changing it up, man. <laughs> Stop giving <laughs> run to people that aren't paying us. I, you know what I want? I want that, like... The flood forward. I want... <laughs> I want in, like, a couple months someone to actually be willing to offer us an ad for the keys to victory, and I want it to not be car-related. Okay. I want that to... That would make me happy So it's what, not car-related. All right, so what we're going to do now... Okay, so from here on out, we'll just... Each of us will get to choose. So this first one, I'll provide a business and or, uh, you know, a business that I would feel happy and be glad to promote without any compensation. So for the Elsie's Magic Skillet Keys to Victory for <laughs> North Dakota State, Joe, and I'll give you the, the keys to victory for whatever you want to promote uh, for the JMU... Towson game, Joe. But the keys to vic- the the keys to victory for North Dakota State for you. This game is going to be such an old school battle, which makes me so excited to watch it. We're living in an era, and I've harped on this so many times, where it's all about the air raid. It's all about these spread offenses. It's all about getting playmakers in space and having massive gaudy numbers on offense. And basically, who can outscore the other team? Not as much defense as we're seeing uh, as we used to. But this game is. The complete opposite of what a lot of FBS teams are. They have two very, very good run uh, run offenses. North Dakota State is very spread out in that. South Dakota State is very heavy on Pierre Strong Jr. being their go-to guy. And both teams have immaculate defenses. We're going to get to see a fight to the death here. We're going to just two behemoths swinging at each other. And when I say that this game is going to be a battle on the ground for North Dakota State, they just they need to stick with what they do right. I don't think that they need to get cute with it. I think that they need to continue to get as many hands in the game plan as possible. You have so many players that have contributed on the ground. Trey Lance is your leading rusher, but you also have Ty Brooks. You also have Adam Cofield. You have Kobe Johnson, all of which have rushed for over 300 yards and have over two touchdowns on the year so I think just using that ground game just keep riding what's working for you right when you're the number one team in the country and you're undefeated and you're on this winning streak I don't think you need to do that much to scheme around an opponent now for the old school battle of the ground I could see them uh going to their their standard stuff but when I think of battle on the ground I think of plays that start behind or at the line line of scrimmage meaning they're not going to be going uh, taking the top off. So that could include uh, screens. It could include uh, draws or tight end uh, little uh, shovel passes that we've been seeing a lot more in college football. So for North Dakota State, I could see them implementing a lot more of that to get creative against this tough jackrabbit defense. Now for me, for North Dakota State, I think that you are looking at this South Dakota State team and realizing they've given up 16 sacks on the year already to uh, through week week 8. North Dakota State already has 19 sacks on defense given up. So by this 
trend. You can see that South Dakota State's given up two sacks a game, but with your elite defense, it's seeming like you can get four sacks in this game. If you can get four sacks in this game and, uh, I guess, multiply their sack total by, I don't know, almost one-fifth, then that'll be a huge key to victory for you. They are giving up pressure. You have to find the weak spot, maybe attack the, the man-on-man side. Don't Don't try to counter the slide as much, just given that it's college football and one-on-one battles. If you're not going against a draft, a, a real draft-ready tackle or guard, then that's probably going to be your bread and butter for that pass rush. And Joe, South Dakota State. This goes in line with the North Dakota State one just because of how similar these two teams are, but it's a little bit more specific. You're essentially, I understand that you're home and you're the last team to upset North Dakota State and kill their last streak. However, you're technically still not the favored team just because of how good North Dakota State is. Right. Now, that's not saying that South Dakota State isn't as good as them. It's probably just a it's a 1A, 1B type of a, a situation. I think for South Dakota State is that they need to dominate time of possession and they can't turn the ball over. You're facing a team that has an incredible defense that forces a ton of turnovers, makes opposing quarterbacks play pay when they make poor decisions and then their offense is so good that they can always punch it in on those turnovers and capitalize on them so you just need to be very clean in your operation you need to be smooth you cannot be giving the ball away and and allowing North Dakota State to do what they do well the reason why I point out time of possession is that there's only so much you can do to really slow down this run game because of how good it is and how many hands they have in it just keep them off the field. Keep them off the field as much as possible. Keep it on the ground. Give it to Pierre Strong Jr. Dominate time of possession. If you don't do- dominate time of possession, I can guarantee if South Dakota State loses this game and we can actually look back at time of possession, it's probably going to be in favor of North Dakota State. Yeah, long drives. That's a lot. Of, that's a, a common tendency when you're going up against an opponent with elite offensive power. Like uh, I hate to bring it back to this, but uh, when we played Virginia Tech, uh, a big keep uh, focal point for us was keep them off the field we're going to try to extend drives burn the clock and score uh when we can uh obviously if you if you score on an 80-yard touchdown you're you're not going to stop at the one uh but the longer that you stay on the field and the longer you keep them off the field it just improves your chance of scoring more if that makes sense now my key to victory for south dakota state here they have 10 fumbles on the year so far so that's averaging about one a game they've lost five so protect this ball this week. Protect the ball, especially uh, with your ball carriers. High and tight. Make sure your receivers are securing the ball before they run up the field because if you lose a fumble against North Dakota State, they are going to score on that fumble. They take advantage of a, a quick switch uh, uh, on, on defense. If the defense gets a turnover, offense is going right down and scoring. You don't see them stagnating after uh, a turnover if, if they have that quick uh, possession change. So protect that ball. Make sure that you are not going to put that thing on the ground. Now, Joe, your blank keys to victory for James Madison versus Towson. So what would you like to... Uh, yeah, we were... I'm not going to sponsor anything. We, we were right... No, I don't have anything to sponsor because I don't want to give anyone any credit for anything. Really? <laughs> uh, Sean and I were racking our brains last night trying to best determine who we wanted to pick for the second game, and it seemed like the best possible matchup here was Towson JMU it it does not have as much star power as the other game and it almost takes a a back seat 
to North Dakota State, South Dakota State, but still it's a ranked matchup at CAA game. Anyone can win on any Saturday in the CAA. For JMU, Sean, I need you to give your point first because I agree with you. All right. For me, it's JMU. When Towson is eventually in the red zone, go man on man uh, and and try to have a spy on Flacco just in case. Um, your DBs can hang with Towson skills players. They just can. So if you can go man on man, that means you can go bare defense that's covering every player on the offensive line, and then you can set the edges uh, for their red zone runs, which is just how they score their touchdowns. You need to be able to fill every gap, cover every gap, and then just let your DBs do the work. If they score on a quick slant, they score on a quick slant, but that you're going to have to force them to do that because if you don't, then they are going to find a creative way to run it in for a touchdown in the red zone, especially within the, uh, set, uh, I'd say, eight, uh, no, six-yard line and in. They're going to find a way to score regardless if you don't do that. You need to be in man. You need to have somebody watching Flacco because I can see them doing a fake pitch. Everyone bites. Flacco rolls out uh, and just walks it in or maybe passes one in. Make sure you're in man, I, I say, in in the red zone, which goes against a lot of my uh, philosophies for red zone defense. I like having uh, corners in the flats and, and playing a little zone and having the areas covered and just letting your pass rush uh, go at them. Maybe send a blitz, but... With this situation, I think that you should go, man. I'm completely agreeing with you on this. and I couldn't even come up with my own point because you hit the nail on the head here, but to take it a little bit more broader than how specific you went, this Towson team has not been as good as they were last year. They have one player that is producing all of their offensive production, and that's Tom Flacco. If you can eliminate... There are other players from the game and just let Tom Flacco do his own thing. He's not going to be able to carry the the, the game uh, and, and carry their team as much as he's been able to. The, the, he does not have as many weapons as he, as he usually does. They're a little thin right now. Shane Simpson was his go-to guy, and he's not playing because of his ACL injury. I don't even – right now Tom Flacco is their leading rusher. In addition to that, they don't really have any good pass catchers with any – Rutkowski's okay. Right, uh, the pass catcher for Towson. The wide out. Yeah. He can and, go up and get a jump ball. But, uh, well, he only has 76 yards right now. And Shane Leatherby only ha- is the is leading. Is it Leatherby? Yeah, Leatherby has the most I'm receiving yards with 490. You're all good. 495. I just, I don't think that they have these assets and these weapons that are going to help them perform well against JMU. JMU has one of the best defenses in college football. They have one of the best secondaries in college football. It's really not going to take much to slow them down. JMU just needs to rely on what works for them, rely on those those elite corners and safeties that they have, and it really will not take very much to slow down Tom Flacco. Uh, I don't think so either. And But for Towson, you know, they have to go in this game and think that they, they have to win, so their keys to victory, for me, I'll start this off again, slants and quick passes uh, because the JMU defensive line and defensive ends in particular are going to be coming in hot. Uh, run power and chip hard on pass plays. I would keep a running back or a tight end in there, chip him in there, and then try to find a route concept that's going to work against this uh, defensive backfield. But power, maybe you can get them uh, a little more tentative coming around the edges. I, if you can get a big guard to go there and lay a little boom, that could work. But particularly it's nickel and diming and, and operating fast on offense and knowing that you're not going to have as much time as usual to, to sit back there with the ball uh, for Flacco. So maybe n- not necessarily higher tempo, but just quicker plays. And Joseph, your key to victory for Towson. So for Towson, 
I like to keep things simple. I don't think Ben DiNucci is a good quarterback. I will keep Whoa. harping on that. I, I, I don't. I really don't. He's has not exceeded 300 passing yards in a game this season, which is extremely underwhelming for a guy that's supposed to be a leader on offense. He's had multiple touchdown games. He had a four-touchdown game against Morgan State. I Look, I just I don't think he is a game-breaker. He's not as good as Tom Flacco. If you're Towson, you need to play a very good day with your run defense. You're allowing over 150 yards a game. You need to load the box if you need to. Um, you need to come out in base. You can't really be short on linebackers because they're gonna they're gonna gash you. They have multiple good running backs. You have um, a JOBC and you also have uh, Jawan Hamilton. A JOBC. Peter, don't get on him. A J Obese. So a J Obese. We, we got I'm it. Sorry, we got it. Peter. One of the hardest names we've I, had to pronounce. I, okay. So call off the dogs. <laughs> we're, we're trying here. Their their run game has been their go to, and I think right. if you're able to shut that down and you're able to keep that from being their go to source, force Danucci to throw over thirty passes in this game it will be a lot easier to stay in it and hang in it. If they run all over them, it's going to be a long day for Towson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Stapleton's going to get what Stapleton gets, uh, but you got to stop that run or else you're not going to do anything. Now, we do have a couple upset watches that we'd like to to Ah. talk about here. Uh, The first one being Stony Brook Villanova. Stony Brook uh, possibly being the upsetter, and I chose uh, this one because... They play very similar styles of, of game. So it's going to be a dogfight. It just depends on which dog is going to come out on top. Villanova is still a very good team, and Stony Brook's record doesn't indicate how good of a team that they are. I think that their quarterback play is the only reason that they are not. They don't have six wins. They only have four, uh, just because he, uh, their quarterback just isn't the best passer and, and best runner of an offense. But their defense swarms like crazy. They're like bats out of hell. And Villanova's defense does the same. So it's just going to be whoever can, uh, I guess, pull the more tar- turnovers uh, out of the bag. It's going to be a fun one to watch, nevertheless. Yeah, I think the what, what's worked for us in, in accurately predicting these upsets and putting them in the upset watch is teams that are formerly ranked and aren't anymore, they're still very good football teams. The right. ball doesn't bounce their way in some close games, and we're paying attention to that. So... Stony Brook was ranked, and they also were very close to beating JMU at home. Yeah. I would not be surprised. I think that there's a good shot that Stony Brook can come out here and upset Villanova because, like I say, every single show, anyone can beat anyone in the CAA. The talent is all there. It's just a matter of who beats up on who the most. Right. And, Joe, uh, do you want to – I'll I'll preview this, this next one here. Abilene Christian is going up against Nichols. Now, Nichols last week only scored... Oh, no, they had zero points last week. Yes. So they are not in a rhythm by any means. Uh, I don't think that they're going to go scoreless again, especially against Abilene Christian, but you just know that they're not all there right now. So if you're Abilene Christian, you got a good shot. If you're preparing, if you're if you're ready to go, and you're like, we got this, you got a really good shot of coming out with the upset here against Nichols, I think. Yeah, you're trying to catch a team that's recuperating from an upset the previous week off guard. Right. And that's easier said than done, but it does, it's, yeah. it's it's very possible because they're either going to come out firing because they're pissed off that they lost or they're going to not have their feet underneath them and you could potentially catch them off guard. It's the second best option 
for an upset second only behind a team underestimating you. If it was a team that was, uh, you know, if like Nichols is being all that. Uh, Lackadaisical? Is that the word? Yeah, it's, yes. Well, yeah, if they were underestimating Abilene Christian and they weren't uh, taking them too seriously, then that's a better chance for an upset. But the second best chance is getting uh, whooped the week before and then Abilene Christian just jumping on them. All right, now on to your favorite FCS football game show, FC Estimates. And this week, I'm just going to skip it because I had a horrible week and Sean, for the first time ever, beat me. I'm not actually going to skip it. We're going to go through our picks from last week, and I have no clue how the hell in this happened. Um, first game, Sean, Montana-Sacramento State. Sean predicted Sac State upset. I thought I did. I guess I was wrong. One for one for Sean, 0 oh for one for Joe. UNH-Delaware, uh, one half for Sean. One <laughs> no, for one for two for Sean. He <laughs> got this wrong. I also got this wrong, 0 oh for two. Furman-Citadel, one for three for Sean. I picked this upset, one for three. Idaho State, Idaho, the battle for the King Spud Trophy. Um, also, the key for stealing content from our show. Uh, two for four for Sean and two for four for Joe. I got this right. Sean also got this right. Uh, Yale, Richmond, both of us got it wrong. Two for five. Duquesne, Sacred Heart, give the edge to Sean. Three for six. Joe, two for six. Dayton, Stetson, Sean, four for seven. I got this wrong again. Two for seven. Nichols, Sam Houston State, five for eight for Sean. Sean's actually starting to pull away here. Uh, two for eight for Joe. Uh, I would like to also do your little rant, make man. a little quote here uh, for the Sam Houston State Nichols game. Uh, quoting a Mr. Joe DeLeon, that's going to be a handout to me. Quote me on that. <laughs> God. Why do you How do it to yourself? I keep incriminating myself. <laughs> Just every oh, time boy. that I have a bad week, it's been because I've <laughs> it's because I've gotten too cocky. You're also going to say something at the end of this show. You just I just know you are. Uh, so no, I'm I'm the, humbled right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the weekly average here, Sean. God, let's get it cranked up in here. Sixty three percent. Joe's weekly average. I'm not putting a sound drop just because then. Twenty five percent. Two for eight. Oh, that's rough. Uh, Sean's season average. Oh, here we go. 32 for 72, 44%. Did it even go up? It went up a little. Okay. And mine went. <laughs> Joe's season average, 42 for 72. Joe is now out of the 60s. He is at 58%. God, you hate to see it. This is the uh, coldest run the anyone could have asked grace. for. Uh, <laughs> uh, Man, that just get, that makes me uh, so happy after all the trash you talk. Oh, I'm bouncing man. back this week. I'm bouncing no. back. <laughs> I'm not letting this happen. I'm bouncing back. <laughs> I'm not letting you kick my ass. I'm bouncing back. Oh, yeah? All right, here are the picks. Here are the games, folks. We're going to get to it. Week 9. Is it week 9? No, it's... Yes. It's week 9. Yes. No. Are you... Yes. Is it week 8? Tuesday was the week 8 recapper. Okay. Week 9. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Sean. You're not going to beat North Dakota State on game day. You're just not. They're too talented. North Dakota State. North Dakota State for Joe. JMU Towson. JMU. JMU for Joe. Austin P. Texas. Tennessee Tech. Imagine it was Texas Tech. Look, man, if you can't go to college, you go to P. Tennessee Tech. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did your dad tell you that yeah, one? Yeah, he said uh, that's what they said about uh, Austin P. when they I'm pretty them. successful picking against uh, Tennessee Tech, so let's go Austin P. here. Stony Brook Villanova. Give me the Seawolves. 
Oh, no. Oh, oh I'm doing it to myself. You know what? No. Get, give me the Sea Wolves. Villanova for Joe. Weber State, UC Davis. I think I just put them in here just so I could not pick UC Davis. Weber State. <laughs> Weber State. Montana State and North Dakota. The Independent or Montana State? No, I already picked the Stony Brook upset. Montana State. North Dakota for Joe. Richmond, oh. Delaware. Ah, golly. I'm taking the I'm taking the freshman. Richmond. Delaware. Harvard, Princeton. Taking Kehoe? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm taking Kehoe. Oh. Even though he's... Never mind, I'm not going to say it. Princeton's hot. Princeton. I'm going to take Princeton, too. Best team in the Ivy League right now. Tennessee, UT Martin, Southeast Missouri State. Hmm. This is a tough one. Yeah, that's that's tough. Because I think Southeast Missouri State's a better team, but Tennessee Martin's so hot right now. I'm taking Southeast Missouri. I'm not buying in on Southeast Missouri. Give me UT Martin, Sam Houston State, Central Arkansas. Picking the uglies paid off for me last week. But I got to take Central Arkansas here. Central Arkansas for Joe. So that is it for FC Estimates. Now, yeah, we are just about to wrap up the show here. No Kwame's Corner because we're still figuring out the schedule for how we want to get questions in for the Thursday shows. Uh, there are just some recording dates and scheduling stuff that we're working out. We want to be able to keep doing uh, Kwame's Corner on Thursdays, and we are going to uh, get that out to you on Twitter. So stay posted for uh, what we tweet about when to start asking us questions. Uh, recently, we've been recording on Mondays, so that's kind of uh, tricky, given that it's a, a Thursday show, and I, I, I don't know how much of a, a bounce-back uh, time there is for you all, but maybe we'll start asking for questions on Sundays. Yeah, we got to be better prepared. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we do have two rejected segments of the week. Um, here we go. Non-upset watches, Joe. <laughs> do you want to? Uh, <laughs> so, because we were so successful at picking upsets, uh, this was uh, this is essentially picking games that are not going to be an upset and that are going to be a blowout. It's as stupid as it sounds. <laughs> and we have also rejected, rejected iTunes review argument. I don't understand what this is exactly, but go ahead. It's somebody in this room was getting all tight in their knickers yeah. that we got a tight in their knickers. I, what? That got <laughs> they got a one star review on what our iTunes of, feed. What is this? The 1950s? I'm not the one that was uh, that was tight. No, I was just. It's like a you got some old, sand in your craw and you were upset it's about just the one star. An old fashioned saying. <laughs> I don't. I've never heard anyone refer to pants that way. <laughs> well, it was rejected. Okay, okay? because rejected. we are mature and we are not going to talk about uh, getting a one-star review because that is completely fine. So, give us another if you want to. I don't care. Someone else in the room might, but I don't. Uh, fine. That's a- <laughs> well. That's going to transition us to the. Housekeeping here, remember to, uh, I guess, like and subscribe on iTunes or thebelieve.com. Uh, I don't know why we keep on giving out where to find uh, us, because if you're listening to us, you, you're already fa- you've already found Maybe us. they want to listen to us somewhere else. Yeah, if you do, we are on every platform you could think of. iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, thebelieve.com website, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, nice ordering. iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, iHeartRadio. Wherever you, if you want to switch your modality of listening, oh. you can do it uh, because we are everywhere. Also, don't forget to look at some of the other new podcasts 
on the Believe Podcast Network. Also, tweet at Eric Davis and tell him to come on our show. <laughs> he went we're, to Jacksonville State. We're trying. We just want to talk to him. Okay? So help us out. <laughs> also, you know, they got a lot of great shows, though, on Believe. You know, like there's the, the Cooking Controversy show. Oh, yes. uh, there's that one. Uh <laughs> There's not actually. There's not? <laughs> Should that be our new bit? Why Just make it up random news. <laughs> I'm still going back to what you did last week. <laughs> the, sex, the sex detective. Uh, the sex, sex mystery. Sex, sex mystery. I like that one. <laughs> that would be cool too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll start making up. We'll, we'll put a real one and then we'll put like a fake one and let people guess which one's real. Yeah, there's a Bachelor <laughs> podcast. Yeah. There's, a, there's a water uh, polo. That yeah. one's real. There's a water polo podcast. There's a USC podcast, South Ca- Southern California. Go Trojans. And there Texas are a whole bunch of... launched. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of... There's a baddie of them. So take a listen. Help it. Help out the... the, the what do we want to help them out? The network. Yes. The network? Yeah. Just help do, feed yeah. the network. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at SeanAnderson65. And can Joe at Joe DeLeon. I didn't want you to not do me again. <laughs> I was getting to the... You can follow me on Twitter at SeanAnderson65. You can follow... Uh, Believe uh, Podcast Network on Twitter at Believe Podcasts. And Joe, what's your fuck At Joe DeLeon. Okay, at Joe DeLeon. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, for to the Thursday show. We'll get right back at you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.